National Cybersecurity, sponsored by. Welcome to National Cybersecurity University, the only university in the world where cybercrime meets entrepreneurship. So our courses are designed by ex-hackers, former military officers, law enforcement officers, private investigators, and retired FBI agents. Our courses are not just for other security experts or computer gurus, but we have designed each course to be understood and taken by the layman who may not know anything about computers or cybersecurity. Boy, do we have a show for you tonight. Oh my goodness. You're gonna have to guess who. I'm not gonna say, I'm gonna say who it is. I'm gonna give you a few hints. But before we even go that far, um, most of you guys know I, I, Gregory Evans of National Cybersecurity Ventures, along with all my partners and investors, we own HackerForHire.com. It's the oldest and the first um, website for Hacker for Hire services. And one of the biggest requests we get is from people who want to install spyware or malware on their spouses, cell phones or computers, on their boyfriend or girlfriend's computers, or on their office computers. That's right, their office computers. They know they're about to be fired or um, they're gonna quit and they want to know what's still happening at the office once they leave so they can steal clientele records, database lists, start their own company, or sell that information to their co competitors. A lot of people in relationships, they know their relationship is about to break up. Um, they want to find out what their spouse is going to be doing once they do break up because one party really doesn't want to break up. So they want to spy on, oh, we already got calls coming in. They want to spy on their spouses and what they're saying to the divorce attorneys or to their new boyfriend or girlfriend or just to get access to their social media accounts. So, what do you do? What do you do when someone wants to put spyware that, that you know, somebody that is around you that you're affiliated with? Most people think that spyware, malware, even viruses to damage, even ransomware, comes from some Russian rogue agency or somewhere in China that wants to steal your information, which could be so far from the truth. This is what a lot of people will report, and to me, I call that fake news. With that, I decided to do an interview. And this interview is with someone that is special. This person, I mean, let me just read off just some of the things that they have done. They have awards from CNET, Forbes, SE Magazine, Inc. Magazine, um, Fortune Magazine. Their clients include Samsung, Ex Expedia, Doll. He has over 100 million personal clients. That's everybody, the home users, 100 million of them. Business clients, 60,000 plus business clients. He started the company, well, let me back up. He wrote the software, and you're going to hear the story, in his mom's, or in his parents' house, I should say, when he was 15 years old, by himself. Today, he has 700 
employees block over 4 million threats a day. And they get over 500,000 downloads per day. This person, the company is like, no joke. Nothing to mess with. And I can't wait. Well, matter of fact, let me just say it in my Kevin Hart voice. All I can tell y'all is that it's about to go down. He needs no introduction. This is my boy, Marcin. Klachinski. There it is. See, he had to <laughs> say his name because Greg would have messed it up. So, I've already gone over the facts. And I need to go into more, before we even talk about the software, more about you. So, what I really want to know is, you got started when you were 14 years old. Am I correct? Yeah, it's a long, long, long story. But 14 years old, it's half my life. Okay, well, I know it's a long, long, long story. Let's take two longs off there and tell me the story. <laughs> sure. So I was 14 years old, screwing around with uh, the family computer, and all of a sudden, and I was pirating video games, of course. All of a sudden, just pop-ups are coming up. Who knows what's going on with this computer? And I didn't know what to do. My parents were you know, pretty angry at me. I went online. I, I searched the symptoms that I was experiencing, and I found this wonderful community of people, a message board. And, and to me, they were superheroes, like people that were just dedicating their free time to help people like me with malware on their computer. Like who would have thought, right? So I posted my problem. I said, here's what's going on. And this woman from Belgium, uh, like the randomest thing, helps me remove malware off of my computer manually. And after doing that for a couple of days, like the computer's finally good. I'm playing some video games again. But I'm like, why did my antivirus fail? Why couldn't it remove the malware after? And right. so I decided to stick around this community. I got in a little bit of trouble building some cool free tools for them, and somebody donated to me the malwarebytes.com domain name. I thought it was a terrible oh, did name. They donated it to you? Yeah, that's the superheroes I'm talking about. These were people, volunteers that were just out there dedicating their free time right. and, and supporting a 15-year-old kid. Now, right. I met another uh, guy on there on the forum, and, and together we said, let's go build an antivirus. Imagine being like 16 years old and telling your mom you're working with a 30-year-old guy online building yeah, antivirus. Right. <laughs> Weirdest conversations we have. Imagine telling his wife, I'm just working with a 16-year-old kid building an antivirus. So right. uh, needless to say, we hadn't talked on the phone or met in person for, for a couple of years after that. But then I went to University of Illinois and ran this company out of a dorm room. Um, just loved to program, took a computer science course uh, at the University of Illinois. Actually stayed the full four, uh, four years. So graduated with a CS degree and a great company to boot. So... When you started this company in your dorm room, you knew that there were how many other antivirus companies out there? 80. 80. 80. What was going to make you different? And that's what I say to people. How are you going to reinvent the wheel? Yeah, I, I think it, it boils down to fixing the problem. Like, I got infected and nothing. First of all, I shouldn't have gotten infected. We were paying for the antivirus. What exactly. were we paying for? But the second problem was how do I fix the problem? As soon as the computer got infected, the antivirus went, oh, well, right. can't do anything about it. Right. So, so how were we, were we different? We decided to tackle the problem of an existing infection, and we're the first to the scene. We're the paramedics right. that come in and solve your problem. Right. So did you have the antivirus that came on the computer? You know, like most antivirus come on the computer. When you buy the computer, it comes on it, but it's a limited subscription, and a lot of times people did not know that. But you said you paid for the full subscription, we, we, correct? Yeah, we, we got the demo, and then we paid for the full thing. The parents were paying, I think it was 70 bucks a year or something crazy right. like that. And it was one of those big brands that you know, one of the you know yellow yes, or yes. red colors. I understand. That's right. Big guys, right? So, yeah, the big guy. So that was in, what was that, 2014? 
or 2006? Yeah. Uh, uh, so got infected in 2005. I was playing around with, you know, with stuff over the next couple of years and we launched malware bites in 2008. So three years later, you launched malware bites. Yep. Yep. After just a lot of R and D and playing around and seeing what's out there. And we were crazy. 80 competitors. Who does that? Right. Right. And there was so many of them out there. I even read where you hadn't even been out there that long. And there was a wannabe who decided he wanted to come out. So he started taking your information, using your database of threats and stealing them and trying to use it. That's what I mean by the knockoffs. You see, there's these ones that are up there. They're the great ones. And when you're great and you're on top, you always have those bottom feeders. And they were using yours trying to basically profit off of what you built starting since you were 14 years old. Yeah, it was flattering, you know, imitation. It was kind of flattering. I mean, I remember one time, um, he has so many different names, Sean Combs, which goes by Puff Daddy or Diddy and all of this stuff. He said once to me, he's like, if people aren't talking about you, then you're not doing anything. And yep. when they're trying to steal from you, that means you must be doing something great. So that's exactly what you're doing. But let's talk about malware bites. First of all, I'm still impressed that someone donated the name to you. I know that person, whoever donated to you is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Unless you have them working in the office. I think I saw somebody uh, walk by. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been him, but you know, and, and we got malwarebytes.biz first. So that was even better than that. Like who goes to a .biz domain name anymore, right? Right, right, right. And you got that one and then you came up with the .com and the rest of them. That's right. And, we um, what's your definition of cybersecurity these days? Do you figure cybersecurity, because people think cybersecurity is just hacking. What do you say? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I mean, the, the industry, as you know, has evolved over the last 10 years. When I came on the scene 15, 10, 15 years ago, the threats were so uh, simple. I mean, there was a big purple gorilla jumping around the TV screen, around, on your laptop screen trying right. to sell you ads. Right. Today, we're talking about ransomware and more sophisticated threats. We're talking about n nation state attacks. We're talking about our infrastructure, our airplanes, right? So right. it's really, to me today, cybersecurity is protecting our digital lives. So there's your, your, your physical life, your mental life, but your digital life. So anything that's connected to, to, to you through, through you know, the internet and just making sure that your data and, and you are secure. I mean, you know, there's two aspects of it, right? The data and, and then the airline coming out, or the, the aircraft coming out of the sky, right? right? So there's some physical aspects to it. So would you consider, or what's your definition? Because malware is like, a new name that basically tried to combine everything. You had spyware, you had anti, you had viruses, antivirus, anti-spyware. Then you had people called malware. You had worms. Everything is now considered malware. Am I correct? Yeah, it, it's a mess, right? It's, we do not make it easy for our average consumers to understand what the hell we do, right? That so, is correct. So to me, it doesn't matter as long as we're protecting their digital life, right? right? So you can call it malware, you can call it viruses. At the end of the day, all of this encompasses just this this broad issue in, in, the, in the cyberspace, which is there are people out there that want to complicate your life and steal your data and steal your money. And that's what we as vendors need to protect. And that's really what I set out to do. Well, what I did find impressive, and, and I need all my viewers and listeners out there to understand, this interview just came up about two and a half weeks ago. Back in April, most of you guys already know I was in Africa because we have a, a client there who runs a, the largest telecom company there in, in Africa, in Cameroon. 
and they got ransomware on their machine. So they called us in and we flew, my team and I flew out there and we used malware bytes on all their machines, okay? And it was funny because they were like, well, our other guys were using, you know, our, your competitors and I could say their names, but they were semantics and some of the others. And I was like, well, they still got ransomware on your machines. So something is wrong. What I do know is that the people that I have and my other clients that have used this have never gotten it on there. And we were able to remove some of the malware the hard way and add malware bytes on there. The problem is, is people go by, like I said, the name. Well, they've been around since this year and that, but if they're not solving the problem. My question to you is that, do you find it hard to go out and tell people about malware bytes, even though you have 100 million, okay, consumer clients, 60,000 plus business clients, if I'm correct. I mean, it's more than that, but I'm looking at the last stats. Even though you are one, well, how, how can I put it? You're the solution for their computers. Doesn't matter if it's PC or Mac. Am I correct? Yep. You are, if they have an Apple or if they have an iPhone, am I correct? All of it, yep. So that way they don't have to worry about, oh, I have this running over here and I have that running over here and on my iPhone I have this running and on my Samsung I have this running. You're the solution <laughs> for everything. Am I correct? Absolutely. First of all, I love that you have two phones right there next to you. And, yes, and hopefully I got the Note, not, the Note 8 and the, and the iPhone 10. So, <laughs> but I understand you need to have that one solution and you provide that. Yeah, we do. And you're absolutely right. The the, the big uh, names in the space, I mean, the, the thing I, I see with them is it's just lack of investment into the future. They, they want to protect their, their, their revenue today. And, and that's not how the world works. We are thinking about the threats that are exactly. two, three, five years down the road, and they're thinking about today and their shareholders. And so I think there's something about being an agile, small company and being able to protect, you know, consumers and businesses. So give me some common threats that you've seen. Like ransomware has become very big. Does Malware bytes do anything with when your your files have been encrypted, or what does it do when it comes to ransomware? Talk to me. Yeah, with, with, love the question. With ransomware, it's a bit of a sticky situation because it's using military grade encryption and trying to roll that back and decrypt your files and give them back to you is very very difficult. So we don't like to be the paramedics uh, in that case. We like mm -hmm. to be you know the the people that prevent you, give you the vaccine, give you the the protective uh, uh, assets. So. We love to actually monitor the computer, and as things are happening, we define whether it's ransomware or not. So that's what we do protect you. We have an anti-ransomware. Um, you asked about some other threats. I, as you know, ransomware was so popular last year, but this year uh, it's been pretty thematic around uh, cryptocurrency and crypto jacking. So what does that actually mean? Well, using your hardware to actually mine Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies without you even knowing. So either getting something on your computer or you visiting a website and actually it's done in the browser. Right. So imagine you have this laptop that you think you're going to keep for 10 years, but you visit this website and it just start, starts burning your, your hard drive, your CPU, your RAM out. And, and it's worthless after a couple of years because of that, of that threat out there. So we're really seeing a lot of that. And, and even uh, some, some uh, websites that want to make some more money, they just put crypto jacking onto their website. So does malware bytes monitor uh, or scan browsers as well? All, all of the above. So we're looking at behavior, you know, you're connected to a website that we deem to be malicious. We will block that from ever happening. 
we see uh, an agent on your on your computer using a lot of CPU, we're going to block that or, or rip it out or not even let it start in the first place. So we're trying to protect the whole experience, whether it's the operating system, all of the apps that you use. Uh, Microsoft Office, for example, is incredibly vulnerable. If somebody sends you a uh, an Excel spreadsheet or a PowerPoint and it's from somebody you don't know don't open it there's it's very likely right. that they've embedded some bad code right. in there and that's the stuff we protect against but still don't open it right and when it came to what is it there was there was not um just the pdfs and the browsers yeah. people which i still don't understand why people are still doing that but emails what happens yeah. with scanning emails we we get so, we get so many even even us as a security company right and maybe, maybe more likely us we get so many emails with a PDF attachment that says here's your invoice you need to pay this or here's my resume why don't you right. take a look at it? and right. inside is is little nuggets that are going to infect your computer and and monetize your 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 computer so again just be careful opening emails we will protect if that start, starts happening we don't read your emails or anything like that but if you open a PDF or, or some other document in your in your uh, browser or in, or in your email, whatever it decides to do, that's what, what a good security company looks at is protecting you from, from those kinds of threats. Do you allow or do you have an email address or a website that allows people to submit those phishing emails or files that they think may be a virus like consumers or businesses and say we found this or this suspicious email came in, I want to submit it to you so you can add it to maybe your database or something? Yeah, you bring up a very good point, which is just collaborating with uh, with our constituents. You know, th they are on the front lines. Exactly. Our users are the ones that are impacted by these threats. And so a, a constant feedback loop where we can get this information. There's actually, um, there, there, we have a message board where you can submit samples. We have we have uh, on our website an email address as well. And, uh, and not only do we work with our business users and our consumers, we also work with other security companies okay. uh, and Google and, and so on, just collecting all of this telemetry and information because there's so much out there that helps drive you know, we use a lot of artificial intelligence to train our models to detect malware. Well, to feed that beast, you need a lot of data. You need a lot of bad files and bad emails and bad junk to, to process through that, right? So are you saying that in, when not just yours, but all of these antivirus companies out there, malware companies out there who try to fight the threats, it's all about behavior, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, like, how do, if I write a virus right now and I release it, you don't have the threat because I just wrote this, okay? So no one knows about it yet. What, how do you find out about it and then come up with an, you know, a way to counteract my virus? Yeah, you, you, you again bring up a really great point, which is the, a zero day threat, which means when a criminal picks up his or her keyboard and starts writing the malware, mm -hmm. if we can already be detecting it, that is, that is zero day detection. And that is what we're really, really good at and strive for. The, the way to get around, uh, some, again, signatures are the old way of detecting malware, which is basically taking a piece of malware and fingerprinting mm -hmm. it and then sending that fingerprint out to, to all of the computers worldwide and saying, if you see this, block it, right? It's like right. sending a picture of the criminal and saying, here's what he or she looks like. And that doesn't work because they've already gotten away with crime. Right. So we're looking for, uh, like you said, behaviors, but we're also looking at... Um, external data around a file or an email or, a, or, or an attachment. So we don't necessarily want it to run on the computer. We can maybe determine if it's malicious 
one step before that. So before you even double click on the file, maybe we, we have enough information to just say, that's bad, we're not gonna let it run. But there's oftentimes where we do have to let it run and see, okay, it's trying to encrypt your pictures. We're not gonna let that happen. Roll back the changes, block the file, and tell the user what we did. So you really monitor in real time every file running on the computer and look at what it's, supposed, what it's actually doing. Yeah. Am I correct? And that, that is absolutely correct. And if you, if you, we've talked about some of the big boys in the space. Uh, the, you know, they do similar things, but think about the performance issues. Why do most people get frustrated with their antivirus? Oh my goodness, it's slowing down my computer. I can't do anything with, with this thing running. And so we, when, we, when we came on the scene, we really focused on performance. So like, let's give the best detection and, and efficacy we can provide, but let's not sacrifice computer speed. You're, you want the most performant right. computer, we're going to help you pr right. provide. Right. And a lot of them does, they memory hogs. So you want to know why Me something's not running and you're like, well, I don't have anything loaded up, but this one program. But then if you go and look at your memory, your status, and you'll see that, you know, your antivirus or anti whatever it may be is eating up a lot of the memory. Almost worse than the virus itself. Yes. And you <laughs> always hear your hard drive always moving. So yep. it's like, hold up, why is my hard drive making noise? I'm not doing anything on the computer. So you hear that in the background and that's running. What do you think consumers should do if they have been targets of a cyber crime? Well, I think there's, you know, it, it really all depends on what happened, right? And, and specifically, if uh, one thing that we've seen is tech support scammers or just scammers in general trying to take your credit card and I mean, the first thing I would do is just protect my financial assets, make sure my bank account's good, make sure my credit report looks good, because at the end of the day, these things are financially motivated. Um, a quick scan with Malwarebytes or even Windows Defender or, or just assessing the computer and making sure that there is nothing on there uh, is, is, is another uh, important step. And then finally, protecting yourself, not only installing Malwarebytes to protect you from an antivirus perspective, but a Dropbox to make sure your files are backed up, a yeah. password manager uh, to make sure that your, your passwords are not the same password with sticky notes all over your computer, exactly. right? It's important that you use random credentials. Look at all the breaches we've seen. They were stolen credentials. I mean, some simple, simple basic hygiene, right. I think, our consumers. If, and, and then finally, making sure you always have the latest updates. If your iPhone wants an update, update it. If yes. your, your Windows 10 wants an update or your Note 8, uh, Note 8 wants an update, update it. Because they're more, more times than, uh, than not, as you know, they're fixing security vulnerabilities. So... When you, if a person has Dropbox or Google Drive, whatever it may be, right, and they're using the cloud, do you scan the files on the computer and the cloud or just the computers? Because if the computer, if the file, that's the virus, goes up to the cloud, right, you scan it on the computer and find it and get rid of it, what happens when the person then takes it down from the cloud again? Yeah, that's a great question. So, so we do scan it on the the local side, so not in right. the cloud. And our job is to prevent it from ever going into the cloud. Gotcha. At the same time, a lot of these uh, cloud providers are assessing those files as well and yes. making sure they're not infected, so they don't go back down to your to your local computer. Um, so it, it's it's a mutual. Hopefully, they're using malware bytes. <laughs> some, some of them are, but yeah, I think it's. Uh, and, and the luxury they have is it's all done in the cloud, so they can scan it against multiple engines, not just malwarebytes, and make sure that. Um, really, you know, that, that it's not malicious. So I think there's a symbiotic relationship, but in any event, I think you need both, you know, uh, again, a cloud provider, make sure your files are safe and secure. And more times than not, they version them. So if one got uh, infected internally, the file itself, 
um, there may be a version backwards that wasn't infected, still saved in Dropbox. So you can pull it and, and, and be healthy again. Okay. All right. Is there anything you would like to add? No, I, I think, again, back to the basic principles of, uh, of, of security, which is, you know, run a good antivirus and assess as often as you can. Uh, keep, your, keep your files uh, backed up with a Dropbox. Patch your, patch your machine. Make sure you're installing the latest security updates. And use a password manager. And, and stop putting the little sticky notes all over your computer with, you know, dog123 as your, as your password. Hold it. I want to make sure. I must have missed that when you were saying it before. Use a password manager. You believe in the programs that are like password managers that say Absolutely. put your information. You believe in those. I, I do. I, I saw my mother herself write down all of her passwords on a stick on a you know post-it note and just start taping them to the computer. First of all, that's ineffective. Uh, you, you have one master password for your for your password repository. Uh, it stores all random passwords so that if a website gets hacked. That's not your fault. But if a website gets hacked, your password for everything else isn't in the open. And you've seen it in the news how many breaches have happened in the last couple of years. Your passwords are all out there. So if you use the same password everywhere, it's more likely than not that email address and the password will work. So those criminals have that already. But how does so your computer get stolen? Let's say it's a laptop. You have your password manager on there. How yeah. do you access your passwords? Uh, a lot of them are actually stored in the cloud as well as very deeply encrypted, uh, a lot of military grade security around that. But uh, it, it is a serious consideration that, you know, and, and just another reason to keep a password on your computer or fingerprint technology. You know, the, the latest MacBook ships with a fingerprint scanner. Yes. The computer I'm on right now has a fingerprint scanner. Uh, the, the biomedical pieces of it are very fascinating that you don't necessarily need a password anymore. You need something unique that's on your body, right. which is right. A little bizarre, I guess, but... <laughs> what password manager do you use? We've gone through a couple at the company, me as a, a, individually as well. I think they're all great. Uh, we've used okay. LastPass, we've used 1Password, so I think both would be highly recommended by me. Okay, and now you also scan those as well. So if somebody just downloaded a password manager, it says, oh, free password manager off the internet, right? So this could be a Trojan. So yep. they download it and you enter all your passwords for everything inside there. You're still scanning that. Am I correct? We're making sure you're not putting your passwords into something dangerous. So exactly. we, won't, we won't let any, any code run on your CPU that's malicious. Yes. And that's the, because it could just been a Trojan that does it. So, yep. yeah, that was, I mean, that was great advice. And lastly, have you ever heard, and I know this is not on your end or any other company's end, because I have this thing with federal law enforcement. We go back and forth all the time. Have you ever heard of anyone and how often of being arrested? <laughs> Do you see what I mean? When ransomware is put on a machine or virus, the person who makes the virus, I know about what was the Melissa or a love virus a few years yeah. ago where the yeah. guy wanted to get back at his girlfriend. They traced it back to him. But on an average, you guys scan 4 million threats a day. You've scanned over 5 billion billion so far out of that five billion different threats out there how many have you ever heard of led to an arrest i would claim it's in the less than one percent so these adversaries are very good at remaining anonymous and using burner laptops vpn connections moving around the globe i mean it is impossible to track some of these criminals down it's it's akin to arms trading, drugs, et cetera. I mean, it's yes. even more impossible because there's not an exchange of goods in, in public. It's all done on, on the dark web. So yes. it is impossible, and I think it's less than 1%.
Yes, and that's the, that's the number that I've come up with as well, too. So even when it comes to actual computer hacks. But when yeah. you see these threats that you guys scan every single day, this is major. Because you're getting rid of a lot of those threats that people would. If it wasn't for companies like yours, we would be, as consumers or even businesses, we would be in trouble. Yeah, so it's major. the wild, wild west. Yeah, it's the wild, wild west. That's what WWW stands for. <laughs> so it really is. So and you guys are the new sheriff. So, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I really enjoyed this interview. Likewise. And Thank I'm putting you. up your company information, social media websites, and how people can contact you. And I know about the free version you guys have so they can try it out. Am I correct? We'll, we'll fix your computer for free. Think about that. It's only if you want to be protected going forward will we, uh, will we charge you anything. Wow. Really? Yes. 250 million a year. We, we, we fix 250 million computers a year. And it's really back to the group of superheroes that helped me. I just want to pass that on to, to people. I don't think anybody should ever feel the way I did. Let me make sure I understand. When you say fix your problem, so if you already have a virus on your machine, you're saying you guys could fix it with malware bytes. We will scan your computer and rip that thing out of uh, out of existence and give you a nice, beautiful report that says, here's what we did, all for free. You can uninstall our product right after that. See, that's how come you're going to make it to heaven. <laughs> See, that's a blessing right there. No that. one else is doing that. See, <laughs> there you go. All right. So with that being said, I really appreciate the interview. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I'm really proud. I mean, I really am that I even was able to have this interview with you. So with that being said, um, good luck to you. And Thank I'll you see you on Forbes Fortune 10 one day. <laughs> All right? Thanks so much. Appreciate All it. All right. You have a good day.